earn your computer science. Nope, I don't like how my voice sounds. That's weird. Earn. <laughs> what are you, a Muppet? Earn. Earn your computer science. Don't be a Muppet. Earn your computer science post-bac degree online from Oregon State University eCampus with flexible academic plans to help you balance your studies with work and life. A post-bac allows you to use your existing bachelor's degree in any field and take only computer science courses to earn a second bachelor's degree online. The best part? You don't need any previous computer science training to enroll. Learn more and take the next step at ecampus.oregonstate.edu slash rebound. I'd like you guys to know that much like Apple... I, too, buy a small technology company every two to three weeks on average. Nice. False. <laughs> you can't prove that it's not true. I just don't talk about it. I can't prove that it's not true. I That's bought, true. Uh, what was it called? It was like something like Giant Squid or something. Bought that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> for a song. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I need to call my accountant. John, your performance review is in the mail. <laughs> yeah, that would be just like you to mail it. <laughs> That's true. I I hand wrote it too. (laughs) Sorry, Lex, we interrupted you. (laughs) My joke isn't good enough. I can't do it anymore. (laughs) Okay. I I appreciate your restraints. Most of the companies, the advisor in the market of helping him buy parts for his Mac Mini. That was my joke. Okay. (laughs) Okay. 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 All right. right. I we've talked. I mean, I know John. You felt like they were buying a lot more companies than usual. I don't know if that's yeah. true, but they've bought twenty to twenty-five in the last six months. Apparently, that's a lot. Yeah, Cook says primarily for talent and intellectual property, or primarily looking for talent and intellectual property, which yeah. makes sense. They're not. They're not buying your Adobe's, your Microsofts, <laughs> your Super Micro. Giant squid. Giant squid. Giant squid. No, I, I I snapped that one up. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, Tim Cook. <laughs> Huh. Well, it's the cost of doing business. Indeed. Indeed. You don't want to know what it was. It was not that expensive. Um, so that was, I guess, uh, Tim Cook did an interview with uh, CNBC talking about a bunch of stuff, including that. Also, Warren Buffett bought a lot of, has a lot of Apple and apparently so much Apple that they made him an, an iPhone app. Yeah. Well, I didn't see well, this. Tell me, what, what's his what, iPhone What was that all about? I don't know. It's very strange. <laughs> So remember back in the day when Apple briefly made a Texas Hold'em app? Yes, yes, I miss it very much. Yes. Well, instead now they have built, because of the, I guess it was shown in a video or something at the beginning of the shareholders conference as kind of a gag, was a, a, a Warren Buffett app about delivering papers. And it turns out that it is an actual app that Apple built to honor Warren Buffett called Warren Buffett's Paper Wizard. And it's it seems like it's basically like it's like Paperboy, right? Yeah, right, right. So it's like a game where you like flick papers at like your target <laughs> and try to deliver them. Wow. Yeah. Weird. Okay. It's strange. I do want to say Apple's Hold'em game was great and I miss it. I I'm sorry that it they haven't brought it back for me. You. you should <laughs> I I pl- I had it. I played it once or twice. I certainly did not get to the level where Phil Schiller appears. Mm, or Greg Joswiak um, also appears. Yeah. I, any, I did not get to anybody recognizable. I um, do want to say that one of me, my first memories of ever using a Mac was going to my friend Paul Thomas's house because he had an SE30 and playing. There was just a game called Mac Poker that was just like five card draw poker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we played that just for hours. 
Uh, I think at one point we got up to like $10,000, which was a lot. And of course it would crash and like the whole computer would crash. And there's like, there was Mm -hmm. no saving of progress. So we'd be like, Oh no, no, we got so far. Like (laughs) there was no end game to that. Like there, (laughs) there was no way that, yeah. And also inculcated a love of gambling. And so really maybe it was kind of detrimental, Mm. but I'd like to find, if anybody knows where I can find a port of that sucker. There was a game uh, for the early Mac that I um, that made me have a love of uh, Shuffle Puck. <laughs> oh, Shuffle Puck Cafe! That, that was mm-hmm. another one that we played. Oh, that was yeah. a good one. That was a great yeah. game. There was a played reboot that of time. that not that long ago. Yeah, on iOS, which was pretty good. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah, it was inspired by that game. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I have seen. I think there was a somebody had. There was a site not long ago that somebody pointed me to. It was just like a website where you could play classic Mac games in the browser via like an emulator. Yeah. I'm totally blanking on where I saw it, but uh, it was within the last few months. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. Yeah. We're going to all Google stuff now. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I looked at it just a, a week or two ago because I was looking at SimCity and then I got some kind of emulator <laughs> uh, for the Mac that was supposed to emulate uh that was supposed to let you emulate old operating systems from the mac and then run SimCity, but i could not get it to work i was excited mm. to report back on it being successful but it was not successful <laughs> <laughs> this is uh there's one called advanced mac substitute an api level re-implementation of classic mac os which you can run without an apple rom that's on github that seems <laughs> too complicated it's a lot of work for me <laughs> anyways uh yeah i could probably get an i could probably get an apple rom <laughs> yeah <laughs> i probably have one lying around that fell off the back of a truck yeah no well actually one of them did but i mean found by the side of the road literally i mean there was a while there where you could get i mean like i got i years ago i sold my se and then i decided to buy another one uh, long after they were you know past their useful life and i got it for a dollar on ebay um but now if you want to get an se it's like it's well over 100 i believe wow um, to get one that's Damn. in you know good working condition because now they've they've gone from useless to collector's items right and i imagine they're harder to keep working too because yeah right it, yeah. it just like parts particularly if you let if you're stupid enough to let your child your 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 toddler toddler play with them because mm, mm, mm. <laughs> now there's a there's a floppy disk stuck in mine and some of the keys are missing from the keyboard and the, and the key and the keyboard cable only works if you have it like you know pushed up at an angle <laughs> but otherwise it works otherwise it's fine (laughs) works fantastic yeah so i think yeah so i I, if you're curious i would say emulation is definitely the way to go that makes that makes a lot of sense yeah so noted okay good you guys mark german got some scoops i saw that very so he claims very scoopy so if you don't mind your wwdc getting spoiled (laughs) listen please no spoilers (laughs) spoiler horn please and then we'll tell you what happens in endgame <laughs> howard the duck what what jumped out to you there lex was there something in particular that you uh actually you got excited about or something uh i don't know if I'm, i was impressed by how many leaks he had and some of it sounded interesting like an app store that's accessible on the apple watch makes a ton of sense but honestly what i thought would probably be one of the most compelling things although certainly not the biggest announcement was um, I guess I'm going to go with two. One, uh, a swiping keyboard of Apple's own, because I do that with my Google keyboard all the time, so I think that could really be a game changer. I think once people really hook into those, they are so far superior. My kids just saw me using mine, you know, this is months ago, and they all put them on their iPads now, and 
like they're considerably better typists this way. I, I, I like that. Gonna... I was gonna say I like those, but I really I would like to Apple to do its own native one just because I I just don't like the third party keyboards as much. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I hate typing on the, the Apple keyboard these days on my phone. Constantly errors. Yeah, I'm I'm Google keyboard all the way, and I don't have errors. But um, the the other thing that I think is probably gonna be the single biggest affected change i don't know is the iMessage upgrades not that they're so important but they're making it more whatsapp-ish and whatsapp is just so freaking popular i see whatsapp on i do most of my uh, research studies on how people are using smartphones on the bus because uh, you see a wide smattering of smartphones and people and whatsapp is really starting to be a major factor in how people are messaging on new jersey commuter buses <laughs> and it's very very big in europe i don't even think i can recognize it a couple things that jumped out at me from this. One is some of, some of the stuff is phrased very strangely in yes. this app and kind of are in the story and kind of vaguely. For example, uh, this is a quote. The iPad is getting some unique features, including an updated interface for multitasking, tweaks to the home screen, and the ability to t- cycle through different versions of the same app, which I think <laughs> means I, I'm Just, sure that was someone yeah. I think it means instances. Yes. Okay. It's got to. It's got to. There's no way that you're going to be able to run different versions of like Safari, like an older no, version. No, I, I didn't even think that. It was just more like a. I don't even know what that means. But I. Yeah. I, yeah I'm puzzled by that. I would. I would have to see how it's actually being done to really get my head around why I want to do that. But okay, sure. The other one that that jumped out at me was uh, the you mentioned the music app on uh, Mac OS 10.15 which they say is being developed as, quote, a standard Mac program, suggesting it is not a marzipan program, but may in fact be some, you know... A marzipan. That's... No, you wear those. That's it. As, as, <laughs> I put on my marzipans one leg at a time. As, as immortalized in the famous uh, uh, Beatles song. I can't remember the lyrics to Lucy of the Sky of Diamonds right now. I'm also distracted because my fiance is grinding coffee in the other room. It's very loud. Uh... <laughs> Is that grounds huh. for divorce? Oh, <laughs> it's grounds for... Oh, we're not even married yet. Yeah, um, yeah right. <laughs> so then, no. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was interesting. It's also... So I was writing, and I've been working on this little article, which is an update to a, a piece I've done before, comparing a bunch of the voice assistants head-to-head. And it's when I do that, I realize how bad... The, it just drives home how bad the HomePod is about some of these things. And Siri in general, but specifically the HomePod... There are so many things the HomePod doesn't uh, doesn't accept, and so I, I saw a mention here of an improvement to the Maps program. I was like, "Oh, the Maps program is decent, but it could be better." And one of the things that drives me bananas about the HomePod is you can ask for directions, and it will sort of register like, "Okay, you want to go to this place? Fine. I can't give you directions on the HomePod, but I can tell you traffic is moderate or whatever. It'll take you roughly this amount of time." But every place else, if you like look up a location, it automatically shows up in that list in Apple Maps of like recently searched for locations. There's no integration with the HomePod. It doesn't offer to send him for like driving directions to your phone. It doesn't show yeah. up in the recently searched list. It's like I, I it's like you're not even trying, guys. I mean, I, I don't understand why that that seems like a, a very bizarre functionality gap and uh, gap. And there's a lot there's a lot of things like that. Anyways. I, I'm kind of curious to see. There is brief mention of the HomePod in here, but it was not not a lot. Basically, multi-user mode was the thing they mentioned. I would just like to note that in any Maps app on my phone, I can send an address to an app, and then my car will automatically be ready to navigate to it the next time I get in my car. What do you, you want? What do you want? A cookie? 
Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that question. how it does it with cookies? And more. You are GPS a nine-minute hmm. drive from the nearest cookie. Oh man, I want a cookie now. Does uh, this podcast require that you accept cookies? <laughs> I, I mean, as my lord and savior, uh, John. Did you yes. read this thing? Do you have any things that jumped out of you? Um, no, other than I mean, you guys have both mentioned basically everything. So, <laughs> I mean, the, like the the why I. I who cares about a standalone app store for the watch? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seriously, I cannot, I cannot we finally think, found an Apple watch thing that Moltz isn't excited about. <laughs> I cannot think about, I cannot think of the last time. I cannot remember the last time that I was on the app store for the watch. I really, I mean, it has been, it has been so long. I'm very happy with my watch. I use my watch all the time. However, I, I do not I mean, after having got, you know, purchased like the few apps that I've, I mean, like the one that I can think of, uh, which is Carrot Weather, uh, to get the the complication uh, that I pay for monthly, yearly, something like that. But uh, there's nothing else that I've bought for the watch. Yeah, and it's just, and that's just fine with me. I agree with you. I mean, there, there's like two I think that I have third party complications for, so that's not yeah. super compelling. No. And I don't see how that I don't see how putting it on putting the app store on the yeah, watch is going to make any difference whatsoever. Unless you're making that is not what's holding. I mean, like yeah. the ability to load it slower is not what's holding me back. <laughs> Do you think Tim Cook ever regrets saying that Apple is doubling down on secrecy? <laughs> <laughs> you, can you imagine what would leak if they hadn't doubled down on secrecy? <laughs> he probably doesn't regret that. The company is testing a downloads manager for the web browser on iOS. Uh, and an updated files app sounds I, that sort of jibes with this idea of like beefing up the pro features on iPad. Positive, a more organized share sheet interface for sharing photos and web links that is needed. The share sheet is not bad, but trying to yeah. deal with all the crap that is in there is a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. I cannot argue with this. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Like, is somebody there's someone maybe it was Mike and Jason were talking about this not long ago, but there were some. I think they were discussing the. The differences between navigating between two apps, say, or moving information from one app to another on the Mac versus on the on the iPad. Yeah. And yeah. I think there is a strong argument that the share sheet is a better or at least a more streamlined implementation of doing that. Um, yeah. It's just that we've gotten used to the Mac way of doing it. So it doesn't seem crazy like, oh, go to this thing, open <laughs> this thing, copy this thing, paste it here, etc. It's like, yeah. Also, uh, uh, the share sheet on the Mac sucks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. One, it's terrible. It's so bad. It's it's so yeah. bad. It's so bad, especially because like I, it's almost never more efficient than copying something and pasting oh, exactly. it somewhere else. Yes. No, yeah. But you know what isn't crappy? <laughs> <laughs> Segways? I'm a dog, and John Moltz is a dog, and I think John, you would agree, your dog's health is as important as every other member of your family. And uh, the truth is, your dog's health starts with what you feed it. Ollie. That's O-L-L-I-E. Ollie offers vet-formulated recipes and fully transparent ingredients to give your dog the healthiest food possible. They're talking real, all-natural food that even people can eat. There are no preservatives, and it's sourced from U.S. family farms. No wonder Ollie beat out store-bought dog food at a 10 to 1 on the palatability scale. Try for yourself. Just go to myollie.com, answer a few questions about your dog, and they'll ship custom recipes and pre-portioned meals straight to your door on a regular schedule. Shipping is free, and if your dog doesn't like the meals, they have a money-back guarantee. I did this. Uh, I, I signed up at myolly.com. I'm going to tell you about a promo code in a second, but uh, I, I, was, I will tell you. I didn't know how was Cody going to react, and 
here's how Cody reacted. It could not have been scripted as more enthusiastically delighted at his fortune. <laughs> like he is, he has in the past, you know, just with his regular kibbly dog food, uh, wolfed down a meal and tried to lick his plate clean. But here, when he, when I tore the package open, before I even told him it was for him, he was like, Oh, that's for me. I can tell just from my little Cody knows that's for me. Then I served it in there and he went crazy on that food bowl and licked it and licked it and just stayed at that food bowl for a while. I kept going back to check and licking it some more. Like maybe I could get a little more of that sweet, sweet flavor. He is loving this thing. And it is like hilarious and delightful to watch. Uh, best of all, Ollie is offering our listeners 60% off your first box. Plus a free bag of treats at my slash try slash rebound. This is the best deal they have available anywhere. You can't find a better one. Go to my slash try slash rebound for 60% off. Plus a free bag of treats. That's m y o l l i e dot com slash try slash rebound. Now, now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I went with chicken. <laughs> mm. What did uh, Cody have? Yeah, well, <laughs> there we go. Hey, <laughs> there's a new game from our friends at uh, Noodle Cake who make Super Stickman Golf. There is. Um, what do you think of it, Lex? <sighs> yeah all right then you pretty much summed up my feelings well, well well should i bother putting it in the show notes or <laughs> yeah, you can put it in the show notes people can make their own decisions but they've got a game called golf blitz it's super stickman presents golf blitz and it's basically just the racing mode of super stickman golf but it's only in portrait mode and it's not as fun as regular super stickman well i think hmm. the thing is you and i lex i think have found in the past that race mode used to be really fun if you did it in person Yes. Uh, but it's kind of lame when you do it. The whole fun of Super Stickman Golf, too, is like you can do it in your own time. And you can, it's right. turn by turn, and you can play with people and they can play asymmetrically. But I don't want to play against random strangers racing. I don't know. It's, it doesn't appeal to yeah. me. I played it a right. bunch in the, um, it was in an, I think there was like a semi open beta. And I played it a bit in there. And I was like, this is fine, but it's not what I'm looking for. I'll go back to my Super Stickman Golf 3 where I'm battling Lex on a weekly basis. <laughs> uh, to be clear, Dan wins in Super Stickman Golf, I think, three out of every four times. Maybe slightly more. I'm trying to win more on Dan Frakes. That's my main goal. <laughs> He's very good. <laughs> Dan Frakes is exceptional. And the worst part of playing Dan Frakes, formerly of Macworld and then formerly of The Wirecutter, and now of elsewhere? Has he somewhere. Somewhere. Said where he is? somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think I he might have said it publicly. Yeah, maybe. Let's not be the ones to say it, though. Yeah, but uh, it's Windows. He works for Microsoft Windows, and <laughs> but uh, the worst not part Microsoft of playing Windows, <laughs> yeah, the worst part of playing Dan is he's like, "No, you're really good." <laughs> he says, "That was a really good try on that hole." Like, oh my god! Please. I probably beat Dan about as often as you beat me, so god. I'm getting better. But like, yeah, he's I beat him probably one player. in ten times. Yeah. I played I played that game yeah a bit. Hank and I played it for a while, um, but uh, I found it <laughs> the later levels supremely frustrating. <laughs> Just like, forget it. No. Yeah, I gave up. On, I don't even play a single player. I only play versus Lex and Dan. Um, yeah, I, I have a weird fondness for golf games. I don't know why. I don't really. Yeah, we've discussed this before. I don't really care for golf, but <laughs> I, I enjoy golf games. So eh. yeah, yeah. Well, I feel the same way about putt putt. You know. You you like putt putt games? You like I like to, I like to play putt putt, but I'm not like yeah. I'm not huge into golf. Is putt putt versus mini golf one of those like regionalisms? Yeah, I think so. I think okay. it's, it's it's putt putt out here. Okay, um, I grew Got up it. I grew up with mini golf. Yeah, we all call I've, it. I've, 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 su- I've succumbed to uh, the West Coast and have been calling it putt putt. I was googling to see if putt putt was a game. 
for <laughs> iOS. It sounds so childish when you say putt putt, John. It's a serious game with windmills. <laughs> or serious people. Serious people. We have, a, we have a really serious. good one. We have a we have a great one in town. Um, it's an indoor one. Oh, that's is it cool. a monster mini golf? Yeah, it's it great because I mean because it rains here. I mean, and th- this place I have not been. <laughs> this it's a bowling alley, and then in the back there's a eighteen hole indoor mini golf course. <laughs> Wow, that's a and, lot. Um, and it's a pretty good one. There's like, you know, there's waterfalls and stuff like that. There's no like, I don't think there are windmills, but there's some, there's some good trick holes. There's some good trick holes. Um, and this place, this place is open 24 hours a day. <laughs> oh, wow. And I always wanted to go in at like three o'clock in the morning, but I just, I, you know, I have a kid now. I don't stay up until three o'clock <laughs> in the morning. I will say there are two good ones. I went to an indoor one in Washington, D.C., not far from where my fiance used to live there. Uh, that was in a bar and was upstairs. And that was pretty good. I will say my favorite story about miniature golf is that there is in San Francisco, there is a miniature golf course called Urban Putt. And I've never been there. It looks very cool. But what I will say that I know about it is it is run by a guy named Steve Fox, who used to be the editorial director of PC World. And when he retired, (laughs) he he opened a mini golf course in San Francisco. I just looked it up. It looks awesome. I gotta say, I kind of wish, I kind of wish we, next time I'm in San Francisco, I'm gonna have to make a point of going there because it looks pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, there is a chain on the East Coast, I don't, at least in Jersey, called uh, uh, Monster Mini Golf. Mm. And it's indoors blacklit golf where oh. all the Ooh. things are themed with creepy creatures. And nice. it's not actually scary if you are like, eight or 10 or above. <laughs> but when I took my kids the first time, they were definitely too young and scared out of their minds by like the witch that popped out of the cauldron. <laughs> and now they'll never watch golf on TV. No, it's too scared. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a change. Look Jersey. out tiger. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely, Oh, it's in more places than Jersey, but there are many in Jersey. Uh, it's definitely better than it. Uh, it sounds better than it is, <laughs> but it is mini golf. I Still. just don't like a mini golf place where the uh, obstacles aren't at least some of them in motion. I want that mm. windmill spinning. Mm. I agree. Mm. I agree. I do like that. Or if failing that, at least some sort of water feature. Yeah. It needs, right. to be, it needs to be some challenge happening. Welcome, if you've just tuned in, to The Rebound, a <laughs> mini golf podcast where we occasionally discuss technology. <laughs> We're going to do a reset and talk about technology. But first, we have one other new advertiser, which I'm also excited about. We all want a haven, a place that feels uniquely you. With Joybird, you get one-of-a-kind furniture crafted to your unique taste. Turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options, from rich, buttery leather to the plushest velvet you've ever felt. Want a sofa in aquatic blue? A love seat in bubblegum pink? If you can dream it, Joybird can make it a reality. They even have a beautiful selection of outdoor sofas, lounge chairs, and tables. Plus, their free personal design consultants can help nail down your design. Joybird also offers a range of kid and pet-friendly upholstery options so that your creations can stand the test of time and Cody. Best of all, thanks to their 365-day home trial, if you don't love your Joybird, you can return for a full refund. See how Joybird can help you design your dream space. Find your joy today at joybird.com slash rebound. You can create the furniture that brings you joy. That's joybird.com slash rebound. And receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code rebound. One more time, that's joybird.com slash rebound. Can I tell you about my favorite thing I saw today? Please. Um, So Microsoft Build is happening right now, Mm -hmm. uh, which is their big developer conference. 
And yes. one of the highlights, apparently, of this was they redesigned their terminal app. But the reason I bring this up is because they made an incredibly Apple-esque ad, like sizzle ad for the terminal app. And <laughs> I am delighted by this <laughs> because I imagine in my head all of a sudden like Apple making one of these for their own terminal app. <laughs> so like, we redesigned the terminal. It has the Christmas font. Like I <laughs> they, they did I, it for the battery. So Exactly. You know. Oh, I, I think if anything, the terminal is is just like I don't know. It's it's the most basic of apps. It's like we we've stripped it down to the basic essentials. Diamond champ from champ from I'm font. watching the video and the music is very loud. <laughs> that was on I you, also, buddy. I don't see how it's impressive. <laughs> Like what they're excited First about all, in the video? There are tabs. Yeah. You can do emoji in your terminal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm running out of stuff. Why that's why that's why it's it? hilarious, guys. Come on. <laughs> I think Microsoft's oh prognosis is terminal. It oh. is. It is like it's like an iPod ad. Yes, it is exactly like an iPod ad. I think that's hilarious. That is weird. Yeah. So very strange, but that was one of my favorite things I saw today. They also um, previewed their new version of Edge, which is coming to the Mac, mm, mm, right? Yes. yes. I you guys, guys going to be big Edge users on the Mac? Edge Lords. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, they, they also had some issue with uh, an AR an demo okay. today, didn't they? Uh, I'll try Edge, but I'll stick with Safari. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I feel like I still do use Chrome every once in a while for a couple specific tasks. Um, there's there is some stuff that runs better in it, but yes. yeah, there's a few there's a few things like for some reason my uh, my credit union's website for some reason stalls in Safari. Uh, it'll you feel like you click on a link and so you get to log into the into the credit union thing and then you click on a link and it'll just like stop. Mm. and it does not do that in firefox yeah so. i've run into a couple of things like that the the other one i use the um roll 20 which is the online rpg system that we use for total party kill uh does not work as well in safari as it does in chrome so i i use chrome for that and then lately i've had some problems with some video players like um twitch in particular i was trying to test streaming stuff on there and i would open it in safari and like the video would just stay black nothing would happen and I would open in Chrome, and it would be totally fine. No idea. I, uh, not surprisingly, I guess, but Google Slides really works huh. a million times better in Chrome versus Safari. And it just makes me angry. <laughs> Google Docs as a whole, like a lot of those in Safari, they just are, they're just such huge memory hogs. Like, a lot of, at least in my experience, a lot of modern uh, tech companies love to rely on Google because it's cheaper than to rely on Office, or at least it feels... Uh, that way and so instead of getting office 365 licenses i've been at multiple places now where google drive is the the beginning and end and uh mm. you are right uh it's the the window that safari is always like this one this tab was refreshed because yep. yep. it was using a lot of memory it's like well i gotta freaking use it so refresh it all you wish but you know that's it's funny i bought a cheap uh office 365 license when it was on sale a couple months ago i don't think i've used it at all but i bought it because i like you're lucky well, I, I run into stuff in publishing where Word is still yes. the de facto thing. And so right, I was like, well, right. I'll, I'll buy a copy because I have an old version of Word. 
and I'll just get in, you know, it's, it wasn't that expensive. It was like 50 or 60 bucks for a year's worth. I was like, fine. I just, I just pay for the month that I need it. <laughs> yeah. That in retrospect, I mean, I mean, I bought a year's worth cause it was on sale and the monthly cost yeah. was super low. So it, after that, if right. I'm not using it that much, I'll probably just drop down to like buy it when I need it. Yeah. But yeah, there was a whole thing recently too with um the uh was it Adobe was piloting a like mm-hmm. we're gonna get rid of our ten dollar a month plan uh for Lightroom and Photoshop yeah uh, subscription so- twice that or yeah something? subscription yeah. software I understand the upsides to it but gosh it does feel sometimes a little bit like why is this a subscription <laughs> yeah yeah. So, Dan, you were talking about your favorite uh, thing from Microsoft Build. Did you see their schadenfreude-filled moment? I did not. Oh, they had a HoloLens 2 demo. It was a a demo of the Apollo moon landing. And uh, you you mentioned uh, Adobe, which made me think about it. But um, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Hang on. Uh, With some guy, Andrew... (laughs) <laughs> Andrew Shaken, an author of the book Man on the Moon, uh, walked off the stage <laughs> because it wouldn't work. Wow. Well, it seems doing a live demo is actually harder than landing on the moon, he said. Thank you for your time. And then he left. <laughs> and uh, a minute or so goes by with nothing on the stage. And then uh, Nadella <laughs> comes out and makes no acknowledgement of the fact that that failed. And they just move on. Wow. <laughs> Um, I will take extra Schadenfreude in this because I happen to know I have a friend who worked on HoloLens at Microsoft and got basically laid off along with a lot of other people in that group, uh, you know, maybe six or seven months ago now, and is now working at another place that does that uh, AR VR stuff. And so, I feel like maybe don't fire a whole bunch of your engineers. Yes. So a variety of people um, have linked to, I think Microsoft partnered with another company on this. It's, and, it's uh, Epic, Epic Games. And their Unreal Agent. Yeah. And so Epic Games posted the rehearsal video, which apparently worked. <laughs> but you can find the video of the failed one. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's like, it is painful. I watched it twice today. <laughs> because it's the min- it's not the guy walking off. It's it's, it's the, the minute, minute of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just slays Har- harder than it looks, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, at least nobody threw a hollow lens at somebody in the audience. <laughs> you get a hollow lens. Was that a? Uh, was that a? <laughs> that was a Steve Jobs joke. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just to just clarify, checking. I know you're new to yeah. the whole Apple realm, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to, just wanted to confirm the reference. Oh, you know, we didn't. We did the the financial results came out after. Oh yeah, our traditional. We we yeah. forgot they were even coming. That's how good we were. Right. Well, it's because it used to be on the. We used to record the same day, but now we record the night before. Oh, so so top moments from that. I would nominate if we're going to do our picks for the financial call. Oh, please! Uh, I will nominate uh, the not once, but twice that Apple threw Intel directly in front of an oncoming bus. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Those were my favorite moments from the call. I didn't listen. They threw Intel aside. So I, didn't ca- I, didn't ca- I didn't catch those. I so just reviewed the, uh, basically the Apple, numbers. Apple said, we sold, uh, you know, max sales were down a little bit. We could have sold more, but we were constrained by processors. Mm. And they said it twice. 
And it's like, what's funny to me about it is that like every other place are like, well, iPhone sales were not as bad in greater China this year as they or this quarter as they were in the previous quarter. They're still down a lot, but they're like they're on an upswing. And they gave like, here are four reasons why. And they like went through all these different like macroeconomic reasons why that's the case. And then it was Max. It was like processors. And it's like, there's only one company that makes processors for the Mac, right? That's not saying we are constrained by processors is not better than saying it's Intel's yeah, right, fault. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that was, I, I used that as sort of a launching off ground to talk in my column at Macworld last week about why that might be pointing towards a sooner than we had expected transition to Apple made chips, perhaps. They can't be happy about that. No. Uh, and then combined with that whole 5G modem debacle where, you know, they clearly were trying to go to Intel and be like, look, we don't want to do business with Qualcomm. We're having a huge fight with them. Can you make modems that are going to be like available on time? And Intel's like, uh, we're actually leaving that <laughs> business entirely. <laughs> they are probably super pissed at Intel right now. So, yeah. Yeah. And you saw that um, when Qualcomm had its quarterly earnings report, yes. they recorded... Somewhere between four and five billion, billion dollars. dollars. Yeah. Right. Which was also funny because Apple was like from Apple. Apple's like, we're not gonna talk about it per the deal per the terms of the settlement. <laughs> we're not gonna disclose numbers. And in, in Qualcomm's like five billion dollars. <laughs> I don't wanna say how much. I don't wanna say how but, I don't wanna say how much But it, it was this much. I don't wanna say it was five billion dollars, but it was five billion dollars. Yeah. And Qualcomm had to say it because they they're a publicly traded company. They had to break it out in their earnings report. Yeah. yeah. Very funny. Uh, so yeah, that, uh, that cannot be a great situation. I mean, I'm sure they're happy to have it like put to bed now, but I'm sure they're happy to have the $5 billion over Qualcomm. Yeah, right. So that's, I, I am looking forward to, uh, Apple transitioning its Macs to, uh, to ARM processors at some point, because I feel like it's probably going to happen in the not too distant future. Intel cannot deliver those imagining? Was there some sort of leaked thing about the speed of uh the, yeah, they said uh, that Sonic potential speed has got to go fast is that what you're no, po- the potential speed of um arm processors on the mac i there was I, something a couple months ago okay. but no this was recently okay but, uh, i missed that though. i don't know what, i don't know what i'm talking about that makes three of us uh, yeah i don't well i don't know i mean you look at the performance on stuff like i uh, ipads and and even iphones outpacing some of the slower macs and so or even some of the moderate macs and i don't know you got to feel like they could probably make a pretty decent laptop chip, for example, if they really wanted to. So I, I don't think it'll necessarily be a thing where like they'll pull, they'll flip a switch, and the next day all of the entire product line will be ARM. But yeah, I mean they've done plenty of processor transitions before. This is nothing new. Yeah, yeah. and I, you know, there's somebody with a cool ARM Mac right now at Apple, and I would like to see that thing. Yeah, me too. I gotta say, I uh, I'm holding off my my MacBook oh, yeah. Air is is slowly dying, and I'm gonna just keep. Holding on to it as long as I can, just as Apple hopes. <laughs> oh, okay, here it is. Benchmarks for benchmarks for Apple's ARM MacBooks might have leaked, and the scores are incredible, <laughs> which you would imagine. Um, is this a reputable publication? Well, it's Apple.com. N- it, no, no, it's Boyd Genius Report. <laughs> but you know, it's not <laughs> completely unreputable. Is it the um, Daily Mail or? Posted on Slash Leaks BGR. on Friday is sure, a Geekbench sounds... screenshot that shows scores for an ARM or eight. No, I'm sorry. Some some AP some code device believed to be an Apple ARM processor. Um, and the numbers are high. <laughs> so, 
Well, that's good. We would not. I won't believe they're fast until Roman Loyola says so. That's my feeling. Yeah. Uh, so the twenty-seven inch, the two. Well, that's a two thousand seventeen. Never mind. Um, <laughs> oh, but that's the that's the. Yeah, Molt has all his facts, guys. <laughs> I got. Well, I, I I didn't actually read this before. <laughs> Oh, I had only I had only seen it in passing. It's hard to tell, it. John. And then I thought it's, I'd bring it up on a podcast. It's, it's seamless. It's hard to tell. Uh, I think you pulled <laughs> the it off. Podcaster's way. <laughs> uh, hey guys, I'm I'm gonna go to a new site that I haven't read yet and see if I can tell you about a story that's on there. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said breaking news. That's what I breaking said. Breaking news. When you, the amount of time it takes you to say breaking news gives you enough time to quickly read and digest the story. That's the real key. You gotta fake it until mm-hmm. you cannot fake it anymore. Are there any uh, apps that you use instead of Apple stock apps on the iPhone? The that stock apps or the apps? stocks app? <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, the... <laughs> Sorry, it was not up to the caliber of your usual witticisms. <laughs> as was i uh but are are there any because for a long time i was a third-party mail app user uh until dropbox oh. ruined that uh so i'm back on mail on ios uh but i use fantastical uh i use the built-in reminders app i use the built-in notes app but are there other apps that you use that are not the core apps i use pcalc yeah, yeah i use pcalc uh, uh i don't use the one I, I, use, I use solver dark sky <laughs> does james know this yeah. He, he does not, so don't, don't mention it. He does now. <laughs> he doesn't he listen, listen to this podcast. He's, he's, he's not on it, yeah. Uh, Hi, James. Uh, I don't think... I think I otherwise pretty much use standard apps. I don't... Yeah. I really... I, I used to, to use Fantastical, and I switched to Calendar. because I forget why. I had some problem with Fantastical. Uh, like, I didn't like some of the options for like it was i can't remember anyway i i know that we, there's a, an ongoing <laughs> I'm full of information tonight there's an ongoing joke on amongst rebound hosts although maybe james doesn't know this either uh about molts not using his calendar like <laughs> dan will send calendar <laughs> when we're gonna record the rebound and molts is like i don't use that um but <laughs> uh, must be I, nice i live my life in my calendar like i literally have no idea what i'm doing each day until my calendar tells me just because i my especially my work days are very very scheduled um and i i on rare occasion will accidentally open the calendar app like if i tap uh you know one of those i forget what they call them one of those magically linked things in messages data detectors or yeah the data detectors i want a tech podcast and uh i um when i'm in the calendar app i'm in a place of panic and confusion it's i have a similar problem actually with the reminders app because are i you, only ever set reminders wait, with siri are you a are you a thomas the tank engine is that what you are is it panic? No, it's delay. Confusion and delay. I can't remember now. <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> uh, reference to college. Um, but, we, know, but, we know just as much about Thomas the Tank Engine as we do about technology. You guys both have kids. <laughs> I do. But anyway, You're the one who brought it up. The That's Reminders true. app is like I am garbage to me. And so I'm curious to see what this update will look like. Because I do use the Reminders app. I just only use it via Siri and Notification Center. I don't use it anywhere else. Well, I mean, that's the thing with the calendar app for me. I think I went back to it after trying Fantastical for a while because of the tight oh integration. God. And also, and this is, I know this is in no way Fantastical's fault, but the, I just like that it shows me the date on the icon. Like, oh, yeah. That's just for me, that's just convenient. I look at right. that a lot. And so I will tell you, Fantastical does that. But you need to use a notification. 
with the badges. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that. The badges give me anxiety. I just need it on mm. the icon. <laughs> and that's that's totally Apple's fault, to be fair. Like, that is a... They have now provided the ability to change icons, but you can't change it frequently enough, I think. Um, or, like, programmatically. You can, like, reskin it, basically. But I don't think there's a way to do, like, a live icon in the way that that works or the way the clock app works. Right. Um, Which so, they can do on the Mac now, at least. Yeah. Because I also use Fantastic on the Mac. I do use it on the Mac. I still use it on the Mac. Um, but um, It does have a feature I like that I don't have in Calendar, even though I do use the Calendar app, which is the ability to collapse multiple... If you have seen the same event on multiple calendars, oh, it's so it great. shows them as one. And it, like That's annoying to me because, for example, the Incomparable maintains a calendar, and then it also has a separate calendar for shows that are on the live schedule because there is a embed on the live page to show you like if you just go look at the live page when shows are are broadcasting and so you'll end up with two events and then oftentimes i want to block out that time to let cat know that i'm going to be on a podcast so i'll copy it to our shared calendar now i have three events that are exactly the same and they're all like smushed together and i look at that in the calendar app i'm like why are you not smarter about this like it's they're <laughs> clearly the same thing yeah but yeah, that that is a fundamental problem with calendars too, I think, is the whole idea of having separate calendars. I would much prefer something that's like tags. That would be much more useful to me. I do love that uh that feature in Fantastic Hell of grouping the same event on multiple calendars, man. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's almost enough to get me to switch. So you guys use uh third party calculator apps and that's it. Everything else here first party all the way. Um well I do I use um carrot weather from time to time but i mostly use and dark i use dark sky i don't use the I'm, apple weather app. yeah I'm a, I'm a carrot and dark sky guy i leave carrot on my home screen but i rely on dark sky even more <laughs> um and what maps app to use i go back i actually I use, use both i use maps i use both google maps and apple maps apple maps usually when i view siri or when i'm just really in a hurry and i'm trying to get somewhere and then google maps when it's like i'm anything that i have more than like 30 seconds to think about where i'm going <laughs> And then, uh, do you do you guys listen to podcasts? Do you have a podcast app? Yes, I I, use, I still I use Castro. I actually use a combination of all. Th- I use podcast Castro and Overcast. I don't know why. I have from t- I have from time to time used like every once in a while I run into a weird problem with with Castro, and so I'll, I will I will use Overcast when I when that happens. I think I don't. I've listen- not used Apple's in forever. I, there are things I like about it and things that frustrate me. Um, I, overcast, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'll use all three. I don't listen to podcasts regularly enough that I have like one that I'm attached to. I kind of drift back and forth just depending on, I don't know, basically just how I feel that day. <laughs> but yeah, I only listen to like a podcast or two a week. So, Oh, man. I listen to so many podcasts. <laughs> I mean, you take a bus for an hour i edit i listen to podcasts when i edit them so i listen to this show twice every week let me tell you that's it's no fucking do you use joke apple's, guys uh, do you use apple's mini golf app do they have one is that a thing Can i get that you know you know if they have a paper delivery app i bet someplace there is a, Ooh, a mini golf somewhere app inside iPod, but God, mm. please no mm. i also use the kindle app instead of the books app i have to tell you guys i bought a new kindle today what i <laughs> buried the lead i buried the lead well i haven't i i ordered a new kindle today that will arrive later this week so we'll talk about it on next week's show but what do you do with okay. your old kindle i'm trying to okay, figure that out what what is your old kindle is it already a paperwhite it is a paperwhite it's just the older paperwhite 
it's fine, but I got tempted because the newer Paperweight was on sale today for 90 bucks, and it's waterproof, and it has a nicer screen. So I was like, eh, fine. <laughs> it's under $100. So I ordered that, and I don't know. I will either find somebody to pass it down to, or uh, somebody pointed me towards a site called, I think, Project Heart, H-A-R-T, which um, donates e-readers to kids in need. And I was like, well, seems like a good... Perfectly usable. There's nothing wrong with it. It's in good shape. Uh, I would be happy to pass it along to someone else who could make good use of it. But yeah, I, I might buy it for you for one of my kids. Okay. Well, we'll talk in person. <laughs> I'm mean, sure. Yeah, we can do that. You want to come up? Save on shipping. Yeah. All right. Why don't you guys come up? <laughs> Don't forget, you can earn your computer science post-bac degree online from Oregon State University eCampus with flexible academic plans to help you balance your studies with work and life. A post-bac allows you to use your existing bachelor's degree in any field and take only computer science courses to earn a second bachelor's degree online. The best part? You don't need any previous computer science training to enroll. Learn more and take the next step at ecampus.oregonstate.edu slash rebound. Just everybody here knows Dan bought a suit from Indochino. <laughs> They're not a sponsor today, though, so we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Next time, I'll chime in. But I also, I'm not going to get it for a couple weeks, so you might want to hold off on that, too. <laughs> I bought some more Mac Weldon underwear. <laughs> they haven't been on this show in a while. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the trouble I had. <laughs> <laughs> that website. Ugh. <laughs> And the pricing is more no. like whack I tried Melbourne. to do it like I tried to do it like as I was going to sleep. Like I was always really I was really sleepy, and I was trying to put in the code, and I kept putting. And then and then I did. I finally got it done. I finally got it done. And then first thing I wake up in the morning, I realize, oh, I clicked the fast buy, and I and I go and look, and I ordered extra large. <laughs> 